The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. This podcast is a TOEFOP production. Head to TOEFOP.com for more. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated MA for mature audiences. It may contain sexual references, time travel references, allegations of bin misconduct, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that this episode is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who thinks a comedy conversation between two old mates sounds like a terrible idea for a show. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. And relax, this is Topop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello, and thank you for watching. Charlie, a question before we begin. Yeah. We are recording without podcast mic on the call today. We we were going to try to do this in person, but uh, it turns out that I, I have learned a new skill, juggling. I might, in fact, become a <laughs> professional juggler, but it turns out I've dropped the ball today and not been able to make it over to your place. I was... Very much looking forward to the idea that you've built this pod cave, this Tofop home studio that I have not yet really even set foot in, let alone in its completed state, let alone broadcast an episode from. And this weekend was going to be the weekend because we have to bank a whole bunch of episodes for reasons that we can get into in a bit, but we have to uh, do a whole bunch of them in a row. So the plan was I would go around to your house. I would finally get to record some episodes in the pod cave. That has not happened. We are back on our usual way of recording in two separate places on this Riverside studio. And as we mentioned, traditionally, every week on this show, Podcast Mike normally says the number of the episode and then counts us down for the last few until we go. Podcast not, Mike not here today. And as the countdown started, I genuinely saw a look of panic in your eyes like this does not feel right. What is it going doesn't. on? <laughs> well, there's no one to blame. Yeah. You know, like I'm someone who loves to abdicate responsibility. Mm. I love yeah, that, sure. you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an actor. We just turn up at the last minute on set. Mm. Someone hands us a bottle of water, holds an umbrella over our head. We walk up, we say some bullshit in front of the camera. Then we get like mm. chauffeur driven back to our trailer. We don't take any responsibility. But now, like if, if something goes wrong, the recording fails or whatever, I can't bring up Mike and yell at him like I have to take responsibility. Um, but things seem to be going okay. In fact, before you did, like when mm. I thought you were going to be coming over in person, I did sort of rearrange the studio to be a bit more uh, um, live friendly, like create a bit mm. more room and I had some like cameras set up and everything like that. And then I realized as I was doing that, I'm unplugging and plugging in a lot of shit. Right. Like it's been working fine for the past like eight months and I've been unplugging it and I'm like, mm. what if this – like if, if I've missed something, if in my rearranging of the studio I've missed something, I don't think I'm smart enough to work out what's wrong and we don't have podcast mic here to figure it out for us. So part of me is a little bit relieved that we've gone back to the old way of doing it, but even then I sort of did, did a, a, like a big systems check to make sure everything was working okay. And, you know, we're going to be um, – we are recording a, a few episodes in a row today and there's some things that I'm going to be playing, some like music and all that kind of stuff, and I'm like, all right, well, do I actually know how to do that? Because ordinarily, I don't have to use that part of my brain. Hey, Mike, can we play a clip from this? Hey, Mike, can we, and, he, and he sets it up. But now, and this is where like, I talked to Jules Lund about this when he did an episode of Fovop. He was saying he, does, he, he doesn't go longer than 10 seconds before he Googles anything now. Like when he's got any question about everything, it's like he won't even try and use his brain. He just Googles it. And so that's exactly what I did. But when you have a very specific thing in mind, which is like, if I'm using Riverside through a roadcaster and I want my guest to be able to listen to a track that like, so that's what I'm typing into Google and it just comes back with absolutely no response, just cold sweat. So just, just cold sweats. <laughs> Not this episode, but the other episodes we're recording today, which people will hear in a week or so, it may be a technological disaster. I had, uh, so I, I don't, don't know if you're the same, but there's a threshold to if something goes wrong. So like if something's working, like most of the things around the house, like even living on like a rural property, like <clears throat> I know how the tank works when it works. I know how the bore water works when it works. I know how the solar hot water system works when it works, right? Like when it works. Yeah. And I know 
the first step of sort of like turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, like, you know, that basic level of if the pump stops working, if you've got no water in the house, okay, so the, here was the situation I was presented with this week. Yeah. No water in the house. So if right. there's no water in the house, my immediate first thing is, okay, it's probably a pump issue. The pump has like gone off in the middle of the night. That's why there's no water in the house. So that's the most likely explanation. The danger scenario is, the tanks are empty. Now, with all the rain that we've had in our part of the world in the last two years, if my fucking tanks are empty, I'm giving up. I'm burning the whole place down and I'm walking away. So I don't think the tanks are empty. I think it's just got to be a problem with getting the water pumped into the house. So immediate thing you first check in that situation is, like, the um, I just go downstairs and I check if, like, one of the – what do you call it when a – like a see, this is how – Bad I am at even this. You know, your fuse board has a fuse like switch trips, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, something might have tripped in the night. Is there anything on the fuse? No, everything's fine. Everything is. Switches are pointing in the same direction. Correct. Which is like, I would not be able to identify which is the right direction. Like, I'm just looking for one that isn't in the same direction as the other ones. Well, I I have like traditionally lived in houses that have been so old that all the fuse boxes had the old school, like, wire wrapped around it so if a fuse went you'd have to pull out the fuses see if there's like a a burnt wire and then like rewire it it wasn't until i moved into like a new house that i was like oh they got they got rid of those like 30 years ago you don't even have to like rewire the fuse if it goes and i must admit mine's recently been updated so i have a new fuse board in the house which means that they're now even all labeled so i could literally look along and find the one that said pump and like make sure that even the pump one they were all in the right position but i still checked to see if the pump one was in the right (laughs) position despite the fact all the others were so i um okay so well that's not the problem yeah here's what could be a problem the pump could just have died now it's an old pump Mm. Like these sort of pumps, they do, they're meant to have long lasting life. You know, you, you should be able to repair them and, you know, keep using them. But like it's an old pump and there's all, I've always been living with the possibility at some stage it might just stop working. But Which is, anyway, considering we've talked a lot about you barricading yourself in your home in the event of some kind of apocalyptic mm-hmm. event. This is important. Like you need water. Like that's a, I don't know a lot about anatomy, Will, but I know that no. human bodies need water. Yes. Now, okay, so absolutely 100% you're right. There's two things that I need really for my entire self-sufficiency, which is that I um, I need a battery for my solar system so I can just run the whole place myself and – I need a reliable pump, Charlie, or a spare pump, a backup pump, and I need to know how to replace that pump in case of pump emergency. So this is out of my area of expertise. The only thing I know about the pump is it's kept in a, what I would say is like, I guess, like a concrete, like, you know, it's made of like some sort of like concrete box. So the pumps, yeah, housing, right? So the pump is inside that, but the pump is so big, it takes up most of that housing. So the only way to see to get into the reset button, like that you need to like, that's my kind of on and off. Mm. I need to push this reset button. So on the side of this concrete housing, like you can take the lid off and go in that way, but you can't see. You're basically just dangling your hand down and poking around. So there's like in the side of the concrete box, there's like a hole. And if you just stick your hand Mm. into that hole, E.T. style, and just like finger around. I was thinking more like that scene in the original Flash Gordon movie. You know, there's that rock you stick your hand in and sometimes it gets bitten by some weird monster. (laughs) So so it's like, yeah. But in Flash Gordon, Triple X, that was a glory hole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you stuck your hand, you stick it in there. That's why it was called Flash, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) It was a real lottery, but it was worth it for the thrill. Flash Gordon, I believe it was called. Yeah, so Flash Gordon. So I have this... um, glory hole near my pump this is all getting really weird so my pump box has a glory hole and you need to finger through that glory hole to find the reset button so i go down there get down on my knees and i um finger through the glory hole and i finger around and i push the i push the reset button and i get a I hit, the button. I hit the button. No, it takes me a while to find yeah. the button. Yeah. <laughs> I, the pump I mean, says, sorry, that's my belly button. Lower. 
lower. <laughs> so I finger her around in the buttonhole for a while and I find it, I push it, and this is what I get. <clears throat> I have. <laughs> All of a sudden, every teenage experience in my life just comes rushing back. <laughs> just a dis- disappointed grunt. So the pump gives this disappointed grunt, essentially. Yeah. But that means that there's still power going to the pump. That's what I yeah. know. Like the pump's okay. trying. It's just like whatever's happening is, 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 is not meant to be happening. So it's not a power problem. It's a pump problem. So yeah. In that situation, I do the only thing that I know how to do. I unplug the pump. I get uh, some compliments first. <laughs> that's that's your problem. If you went straight to finger in the button, you needed to give it some compliments first. Get it in the <laughs> some foreplay. I yeah. was just I thought because it was a pump, it was a real pump and dump situation. But it yeah, turns mate, out no. On. <laughs> you know, like, even it's a, a pump needs some pump. foreplay. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so. Um, Unplug my pump, plug my pump back in, turn the pl- pump back on, put my finger again once more through the the uh, glory hole and finger around for the button, P- push it again. <clears throat> okay, same problem. All right. How long at this point would you do other things before you call the plumber? Like because oh, I'm I want to know how many more steps you would have at this point. I'm stubborn. Um so I would, I would assume that it's like a failing of mine. I'm, so the Catholic mm-hmm. guilt would rush in, and it's like this is somehow my fault. Uh, it's my failing. If I was a better husband and father, I'd be able to fix this. So once I've gone through all that emotional trauma and then spoken to my my therapist about it, uh, I would then I would no I would attempt to if there's some kind of casing. Can you see the pump at all? Like, is there a way that can you? Like, can you uh, unscrew like um, a panel or get into where you can take the, the top off? You can the take the top housing. off the the concrete housing. Like mm. it's quite heavy, but you can take it off and you can remove it. But no, really, to, to then be able see... to fiddle with the pump in any way, yeah, you'd need to remove the entire pump from this casing, which I'm not 100% mm. sure whether I'd be ca- – it's like a heavy pump yeah, and it's yeah, kind of yeah. – there's not a lot of room or like leverage to be able to – And you don't know what you're disconnecting and, you know, what no, that's going to do. can't see anything yeah. down there. It's darkness. Okay, no, that's it. So I think what you've done is about mm. the level that I'd be willing to go to before I called a professional. Yeah. I, I My thing is I've got to rule out all the things that they could just walk in and go, duh, it's yeah. this, switch. Like, yeah, go over into the PowerPoint and <laughs> right. switch it on. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've got to rule out. I've just got to rule yeah. out any possibility. Humili- humiliation level. <laughs> like someone- you just need to eliminate any – any uh, possibility of humiliation, like that's what you just don't want to look like an absolute moron. That's what you. Right. That's your base level. So um, uh, I call the plumber. Yeah, of course we're in the country, so you know you then just get this six months I- later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this is the thing. There's someone in your area today. They can drop over today. We're just not sure why. So now you're just at home, kind of like waiting on, you know, this situation to resolve itself. So, um, uh. We're not Plumber sure come- when or we're not sure why. You said they can drop over. They're just not sure why. Did you mean oh. when? Well, I mean both, I guess, <laughs> technically, but I meant when. <laughs> the plumber turns up with an existential crisis like I'm here, but, <laughs> but I don't know, I don't know uh, why. I mean, what's I the plumb, therefore I am. I mean, <laughs> literally, what am I doing? People are shitting this stuff out and then I'm removing the shit. Who am I? What am I? What is a man? <laughs> I've plumbed the depths of my own soul <laughs> right. in search of answers. Yeah, you know what? I need to clean out the shit that's inside my heart, not the <laughs> shit that's inside your toilet, mate. Oh, God, I called the philosophical plumbers again. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so uh, you actually what happened was I was doing some um, laundry this morning and I've put some stuff in the dryer because uh, the line is full and um, it's now putting off some warning system. So in the back I've got one of those of the beep, beep, beep. Beep, 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 going over and over and over. And I was thinking, can I get through this anecdote before I ask Charlie to pause so I can actually turn that <laughs> off? So um, the plumber comes around much earlier than expected. That's 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 rare. Like I was yeah. thinking late afternoon, we're talking just after lunch. So suddenly, you know, plumber's here. I run him through what I've done because I really want to make a bit of a show of, 
mate, I've I've done stuff. I didn't. The pump didn't just stop working, and I've immediately called a plumber. I'm I'm on the land. I can do things, right? So he's a bit suspect on the fact that I've done these things. So he wants to check anyway. So he goes and checks all the things that I've already checked, and I felt a little undermined by that. But I was like, okay, fair enough. And then uh, he goes in, and he and he he puts his finger in the in the concrete glory hole, and he fingers around, yeah, touches the button. It just starts gushing immediately, <laughs> and you're like, God damn it. Spurting water <laughs> everywhere. Hell. I've been cucked by this philosophical plumber. <laughs> it's like, you watch me make your pump squirt everywhere. And I'm like, you know squirting's just we. Like, and he's like, I know, I'm a plumber. I know more than anybody. I think, therefore, we am. What? Yeah, I'm philosophical. <laughs> so he puts his finger in the glory hole. Yeah. <clears throat> same, same. So right. he good. At this point, a normal person would be like, "Oh, damn, there's something wrong with my pump." But really, honestly, I'm feeling pleased that at the point that I've got to, he's also done that and arrived at the same point. That makes me feel better, right? Like I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, 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 cool. So then he is like, well, I'm going to have to take off the lid and have a you know look around and see what I can find. He said, "Yeah, no, you know what he did." He, he he touched it again, and it went, Ugh. and he said, and I did like this, he goes, hmm, sounds like a fan issue. Ooh. I was like, you can tell that just from that that little, Ugh. So anyway, he goes in the back, he undoes the fan, which is, is accessible because it's kind of on the edge of the pump, undoes it, looks at me and says, I have never seen this before. Ah, oh, good. So- what did my plumber discover in the fan of my house pump that stopped water to my house? I mean, it's something that a plumber has never seen before. Because my mm. immediate thought is, oh, there was some animal in there. But I'm it was. It that- was an animal, and I was, uh, to be honest, I was a bit surprised he had never seen it before. Yeah, like, I was going to say, like, even I've yeah. found like a, a, a frog in one of my pumps here. So that, yeah, that that, that doesn't seem to surprise me. Um, but it was so it something. W- what about- type of animal was it? Again, I, I was surprised that he was surprised. I will say that. Like, I wasn't – it wasn't like, a, a, it's a kangaroo. Like, yeah. it was something that I would have been like, oh, yeah, that we live in the country. Yeah. That that animal is around here. I was going to say, it's a, yeah. it's a snake. It's, it's a, a snake. snake in there. Yes. Yeah. So there was a That's snake. completely unsurprising. Is this your plumber's first day? I mean, no wonder he turned up going, why am I here? I'm not even a plumber. That's why it was such a surprise. I guess – Maybe they don't crawl. Maybe they're smart enough to not crawl into fans, snakes. Like I mean, maybe that's the the issue. I don't. I don't know. But yeah, there was. Oh a man, snake. there is there, there is a reality series. I believe it's on binge or, or something. It's Australian snake hunters or snake catchers mm. or something. Have you seen it? No, don't. Because <clears throat> it like well, I'd never had a snake phobia, but so they just go around catching snakes, and the the places they find snakes will make you think that your house is just full of them. Like they're lifting up fridges and mm. the snakes love getting inside like washing machines and, and dryers and where there's like warm, where they can keep warm at night. And it's just gross. Like they, and I don't hate snakes. I, I quite like snakes, but just the way they curl around things and they're tugging them out of pipes and stuff, it's just, it's just, it's just gross. So the, considering where you live, I would have assumed that that would be the first thing. Like, if I was a plumber and I was going to encounter any animal, snake would be the first thing I'd Got to get these motherfucking snakes out of this motherfucking fan. Like that, <laughs> yeah, I imagine exactly. it's like a daily occurrence. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, w- when they were redoing the roof here, yeah, like they found heaps of like snake skins in the roof. Yeah, like there's snakes yeah. everywhere here. Like, I mean, I yeah. see snakes around as well, but I was, yeah, I was surprised that he was surprised, I guess, like is actually mm. – because I, w- I was a bit the same. I was like, yeah, well, the snake's in fucking everything, mate. You should watch this series on the nature show. <laughs> was it alive or dead? Oh, no, it was not alive, no. Oh, okay. Oh, <clears throat> goodness. What had happened <clears throat> to it? Um, it crawled into where a fan <laughs> was operating. So it got chopped up? Did it get well, chopped up? I mean, up? it just got, I don't know. It didn't look chopped up. It looked just dead, but. I mean, I had a similar thing happen with one of my sprinkler systems where it's like a, a large kind of square mm. sprinkler. I couldn't – it just stopped working and I was, and I, I could see water going in and, 
And then I unplugged everything. And as I took out, like, you know, one of the connections, I see this little frog's foot come out, just like a frog leg. And I'm like, oh, God. And so then I had to get a stick and just like, just this, this, just bits of frog, just scrape it out of my sprinkler. And I was like, oh, man, why did you do it, frog? I know there's water in there, but don't go in there. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to turn off this fucking annoying boot. Okay. Well, while Will's doing that, I'll tell a little story um, about snakes. So uh, where I live, there's also quite a lot of snakes. When we first moved in, there was a big diamondback python, which uh, I've been told is actually not a bad thing. You want to have a diamondback python in your house because it scares away the brown snakes. And they're not really a threat unless you have small pets, which I don't. And thankfully, Iona's old enough now that you know she can stay away from pythons as well. But anyway, um, that python went away, moved to the neighbor's house. And then um, I found a baby, like a little, I think, I don't know what kind of snake it was, but I found like a dead baby snake on the step. And I was like, oh, that's no good. So I called one of the snake people who lives in the area to come around and do a snake check. And he was like, oh, no, that's, you know, that I don't think that that's come from here. I think a bird has eaten that baby snake and dropped it on on your steps. And then he did another look around. He said, oh, I can't find any snakes around here. Sorry, Will, I'm just telling the audience a story about that. I was going to say, did Charlie not notice that I had left? I've <laughs> no, literally no, no. gone downstairs and like sorted some laundry and come back and Charlie's still talking. Like Sometimes we have really bad reception on these calls. So like maybe he's just got like a, a frozen me on the screen. He's like, Will's not really encouraging me much on this story, but I guess I'll keep going. Hang on one sec. I'm just going to put some power on my computer. Um, okay. I was just telling the audience, Will, that uh, we used to have snakes here and you know, there's been quite a lot of snakes spotted. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I last had the snake guy out, um, he said, oh, you've got like a fair few water dragons uh, mm -hmm. living on your property. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, that's great because they're very territorial and they eat snake eggs. So you oh, want yeah. water dragons. So. Now, like, I'm just, uh, there's like three or four who live in my hedge. There's a blue tongue who's popped up. So I've become like the lizard king. I'm like, more lizards. <laughs> like, keep the snakes away. Keep the snakes away. And it's like, I have not seen a, since that python that lived in this house when we first moved yeah. in, I, I have not seen them, but I've seen like a shit ton of water lizards. And I'm like, I am, oh, sorry, water dragon. I'm team water dragon now. How big are the water dragons? I think there's a family of them. There's a couple of biggies and mm. then some some smaller ones. I just love the way they run. They've got that kind of, mm. you know, that wide leg kind of run that they do. Um, but, yeah, they just run around eating, eating snake eggs because I've got a nature reserve right next to my house and there's been a few brown snakes spotted slipping back and forth between there. But I don't care, man. It's like water dragon. Like let them fight. I feel like I've, I'm, I'm protected, protected under the power of the water dragon. Yeah, I I dig that. Like, I mean, I think I've told you this. Your before. place is too big. Well, <laughs> your water dragon to get smashed. I might have I might have talked about this before, but like when we first moved in, like you know, farmer logic. Um, there was a, a guy who was telling us we were asking big about farmer logic, or yeah, you can't trust it. No, just a, a normal sized farmer, so it's fine. You're allowed to trust normal sized farmer in this area. In fact, it's encouraged. In, in fact, tr trust him over big farmer, and so. Um, he was basically saying to us that there'd be a brown snake living on a property like this. There would definitely be one here. He said, your best bet is that it's been there forever and it's an older, like, you know, because then they have their own territory. And the thing about the older ones is they don't want to have to protect it. Like the whole attitude is like, they get used to, as long as you're making some noise, they don't want to see you either. They'll get used to your patterns. They'll just find somewhere to live and whatever, and they will keep all the young. But what happens if you kill that brown snake, the king brown snake, then suddenly there is like, well, firstly, there's 10 days where they won't play comedy on the BBC. And then there is a whole bunch of people like who want to come in, other brown snakes from the area who is like this, well, hang on, this is yeah. available. So, you, yeah. You, yeah, so that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping there's some sort of like lazy king hiding under the house somewhere. Have you heard of my sister? I was uh, chatting to her last week. She's got a place in, um, in uh, up in Warby in country Victoria mm. and they've been renovating it and they just had their house destroyed by cockatoos. Like they were away for a couple mm. of weeks, they went back and the cockatoos had like chewed up their windowsills, their mm. new deck, had smashed a whole bunch of shit. Have you ever heard of this happening before? Mate, it's, they've got cock right in the name. Like, I mean, they're <laughs> telling you about it. 
What do you expect? <laughs> they're, the, they're the Woodstock 99 bros. They are, uh, they're though, aren't they? <laughs> of, all the, of all the birds that they would be new Just metal fans. chest out. Absolutely, 100% love and limp biscuit. <laughs> Yeah. What what are you here All for? All these little red caps on backwards. These <laughs> what's your what's your what's your favorite food, uh, cockatoo? Corn. Yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, they they she showed me like video and it was like they had just completely. I mean, by the way, Woodstock bird. Woodstock was a bird, right? From peanuts. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, peanuts. yeah they That's they, right. they went to a sense. different Woodstock '99. It was run by Woodstock from peanuts, <laughs> and it was just bird bands. It was crazy, the, the amount of damage they'd done. And mm. she was telling me this over Zoom. I had Iona on my knee while she was telling me. And it, I guess Iona's getting to an age now where she just things just implant because then like three nights ago, Jen was putting Iona to bed and Iona was like, you know, had the sheets up around her neck and she was like, can you just make sure you lock the windows and the doors? And Jen's like, why? And she's like, I don't want the cockatoos coming in and destroying my room. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It's just all it takes is just one conversation with your aunt and now you've got this phobia of cockatoos i mean yeah that's right like i mean normally it's the father you know preventing a cockatoo getting into a teenage daughter's room <laughs> rather than like her rage being terrified of the birds i mean that'd be a great maybe because they did that scene by scene remake of psycho who did that psycho like, gus van sant gus van sant right mm. how about a scene by scene recreation of the birds but mm. the birds are in cockatoos. Australia. Yeah. But you shoot it in Australia. Shoot it in Australia. Australia Australian oh, remake where mate, the birds are cockatoos. Yes. 100%. I know we touched mm. on this briefly on one of our other podcasts or maybe Instagram Live or something, but I'm having this running battle with magpies at the moment because uh, I got a bike for my birthday and I've been cycling around town a lot. And um, there's a little industrial estate just outside of town that I ride to um, to get to the gym. And it's like a maybe one, two-kilometer stretch of country road. So I'm already taking my life in my own hands because it's a two-lane road and you've got like fucking semi-trailers roaring by and no bike path or anything. I'm literally just on the side of a road trying to get to the gym. But it flies right under this like magpie territory and I'd forgotten, like it's been 20 years since I've ridden a bike. Like it's, I'm really having, you know, they say you never forget how to ride a bike, not true. <laughs> Like oh, yeah. the first couple of times I rode it, I was like, oh, my balls are killing me. This is so hard. Like, people would, not comfortable People honestly said to me, like when I had a couple of years off stand-up and I was talking about that I was nervous about going back to stand-up, they're like, oh, no, it's, it's like riding a bike. And I was like, mate, last time I rode a bike, I couldn't walk for a week. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? So I had, I, I don't think I'd ever experienced like magpie attacks back when I rode a bike. Mm. But then I got like a real kind of crash course in it because um, just that there is a, like a 200-meter stretch of like these big pine trees and it's just filled with magpies. Mm. And these motherfuckers will come at me. And it's so funny because uh, they, they don't actually they – don't, they don't, I've got my helmet on. They're not actually pecking me or like clawing me or anything mm. like that. But they're, it's like they're, it's like verbal intimidation. Oh yeah! <laughs> like they fly, they fly so yeah. close to my ears, and they're flapping their wings and they're cawing, and I can hear the little yeah of their, their beaks right. They're next bullying to my ear. you. That's what yeah, they're, they're doing. Bullying they're me. bullying you. It's like it's like when you know when a guy like he'll 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 feign to throw a yeah. punch and see if you yeah. react. That's a hundred percent. They're time. like a I'm gang like, of yous. You're walking down the street, and a gang of yous have just come up and started going ah, made you jump. And the thing is, like I've told you, like my my greatest fear is ending yeah. up on brown cardigan. Like someone yes. shoots some like video of me, like and because there's ah, there's cars going by all the time, and I just mm. and I am the dude, the dork on mm. his bike with his bike helmet on, like because it, it immediately I, I turn into this like 85 year old man. I don't even use like proper swear words, like motherfucker. I'm like bugger off, yeah, get out of here, rack off. I don't know why, like <laughs> the insults are all so like like generic and nice, but I'm like, get off, get out of here. But it's I've had these. Um, also, it doesn't really matter, like what the insults are, because they're magpies and they don't speak English. Don't it's understand. not like you're like <laughs> I haven't used the right words. Maybe people are yelling "bugger" at them. You could yell anything. You could yell your name, Charlie, Charlie. But, yeah, but you know, if you if you really want to, like, if you really like, it's like again, if you want to intimidate uh, someone, you use yeah. fucking big swear words and shit. Uh, fucking fuck, come on, can't fucking you know, like be like yeah. this. Like we do that how, though, because how? when we're insulting people. 
we understand that they understand those words and the meaning of those words, right? Like that's why. Yeah, no, but my point being, like, to puff myself yeah. up and be as aggressive and scary to this animal yeah. as possible, I should be using words that, like, if someone comes at me and says, "Hey, fella," "Hey." Pal, hey buddy, like you know, or they come and say, "You fucking cunt," you know. Like I'm going to react yeah, more again the other because one. you no speak Will, English. The psychosomatic connection <laughs> no. between the harder no, swear word makes no, me bigger and more aggressive. No, Charlie, it's it the will. words. If tr- trust me, like if you want to fire yourself up for something, if you walk around going bugger this and and and, and schweps that and stuff, yeah. or fuck shit, fuck, yeah. like you're getting more aggression out, and it's physically having a, a, a reaction in your body. Well, maybe it's having a reaction in your body, but it's not intimidating the magpies anymore. It is so. There is a difference. If I was like, it, it, maybe it's only a five to ten yeah. percent difference. But you think that's the more- difference? Are you, wouldn't yes, it be, wouldn't 100%. it be better? To try to swear in like a magpie's language shouldn't it be a bit more like, well, yeah, that, I will definitely end up on brown cardigan then with some caption WTF like triple a, a laughing emoji as <laughs> some middle-aged guys like screaming in magpie language on his bike. No, but Will, what I am getting uh-huh. is these like violent revenge fantasies and because sometimes like I've, I've gotten better at sort of like mm. – judging when they come in so now like i use the shadow when the sun's out i can see the shadow of the magpie and i can like almost judge when they're about because they hold the wings up obviously to coast above me Uh and then they'll drop the wings when they're about to dive in so i have like i know that okay he's diving in now so i i've been trying to sort of turn and Uh swing my arm to see if i can Uh just like i just want to i just want to punch it just once just want to punch punch one magpie magpie. is that too much to ask you're a vegetarian yeah, and, you know, sure. I'm, you know, you, you don't believe in, like, attacking animals and stuff. Mm. <laughs> if you saw me, like, if you were driving past, yes. and it doesn't have to me, you saw a guy on a bike. Mm. If you saw him turn and execute, like, a perfect left-hand mm-hmm. cross and just crack a magpie in the skull and the magpie dropped to the ground, potentially dead, maybe concussed, <laughs> what would you think? Would you think that that guy was out of line? Like, have I crossed the line by punching a magpie in the head in self-defense. Yeah, self-defense. Like I went up to no, the magpie. So that's uh, that's important. Self-defense. Like if right. you if there was just a magpie minding its own business, like you know, perched on say like a railing near your house, and then you intentionally wandered over towards it and punched it in the beak, then I would find that different to you being on your bike and a magpie being near your head. And you, no, that's fine. I, I, that's self-defense. Okay. No court in the All land right. would convict you. Okay, let's extend yeah. the hypothetical though. So I punch it in the head. You see mm. it drop to the ground. Yeah, and then like I stop. Yeah. And I've had a moment of kind of like crisis. I'm like, oh, and then you stop your car. And then we hear cheep, 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 cheep. And we look up and we see three baby magpies in a nest. It Uh was just a mum defending her babies. Uh And I punched it in the head and killed it. Good point. (laughs) What do we do? What do we do then? Bad luck, birds. Your mum shouldn't have been such a prick. Oh, man. It is tough. I I guess you then have to raise those magpies as your (laughs) No, you're the absolutely. You're you're their mother now. No, (laughs) I refuse. And you'll learn an important life lesson through the process. This is essentially like you've always been a racist, and then you're in some attack, and then you have to raise like three kids not of your own race, and you learn some important lessons about like like you know loving each other. So I think it's the same. Like you know. That's like, an well, Oscar-winning yeah, film, right? Exactly, there. a man in it, like yeah, white we make we, we make a white savior uh, yeah, film. That's that's what the, the world needs. Another white savior movie. Yeah, it is really very much the um, what was that Sandra Bullock film about the blind the, side? The blind side. This is the blind side, but with magpies. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call it. The blind side in brackets, but with, with magpies. magpies. <laughs> now, what about this? Yes. Well, what if? Okay, so in self-defense, right. you're okay with that. What if? Mm-hmm. I um, ride that route, particular route yeah. where I know I get attacked, okay. but I ride with the intention, hoping, uh, hoping. that a magpie will yeah. try and attack me, Yeah, but with an intent mm. to retaliate. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is getting dark. So, like, maybe I'm, I'm carrying uh, a weapon of some kind, yeah. a golf club mm-hmm. or something like that. So, 
I mean, for me, if, if you were if you were going to carry a weapon, I'd suggest perhaps like a tennis racket rather than a golf club would be my just more chance of connecting. Like, like how do you imagine you're going to wield a golf club while on a fucking bike and a mag Well, bike? I just thought it was longer than a tennis racket. Yeah, but all you can do is poke it. Like, and what? which club are you intending on using? Oh, my one would, of course. Really. Like, hitting magpies is my one would. Actually, you'd have to use your Collingwood to hit magpies. But um, okay, so yeah, no, yes, good one. That was the appropriate response to that. Yes, acknowledge, good one, well done, wordplay, excellent. Not funny, but good one. Uh, so, okay, are you in any other way than usual? So, it's happened before unintentionally you haven't just googled local areas where there's lots of magpies you've ridden this route before been attacked by magpies and now vigilante style you're sort of going out to like get your revenge like you're hoping that that the same thing will happen because it's time for you to get your revenge on the magpies that's what we're talking about it's like death it's death wish like they've taken something from me and now i've gone off and Mm -hmm. i've got myself prepared and i'm ready for a battle. So it's not like a, mm-hmm. a spontaneous instinctive self-defense action. It's like I'm going out there. Yeah. I'm not going out to mm-hmm. be the aggressor, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping that they attack me so I can then respond by swinging my tennis racket slash golf club. Well, if they attack still first, unprovoked, then it's still self-defense. Like it's like in America where people that have guns in their house, you can shoot somebody if they've like broken into your property and you feel threatened. I mean, that's horrible, but in all regards, but I think that you're, but here's what I was going to say. Have you done anything to provoke them? Like, have you? I've ridden through their territory. Yeah. But I think you're allowed to do that. Like, have you, are you, are you you luring them in some way? Oh, what like shiny things? Yeah, like, like yes, yeah, exactly. Have you like I've stuck shiny things over my helmet? No, yeah. no, I'm just so your I, usual. I, I you haven't gone out of your way to or, yeah. No, okay. Just riding my bike to the industrial estate on the country road. Um, okay, and for whatever reason they do, yeah. And now, do you have in this scenario your golf club already in your hand? Like, so are you <clears> going yeah. through with golf club in hand? Yeah, yeah. Mm. At the ready. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I don't know if you like can have a, Like an, yeah. a jousting knight, I have yeah. it resting on my handlebars, ready mm. to swing a, swing in an instant. So listen, think mm. about like when someone gets attacked by yeah. a shark or like yeah. even a dog or whatever, yeah. like, you know, generally yeah. that animal is then considered a danger mm-hmm. and they'll go out and they'll hunt it down. Right. How do you feel about that? Like when there's been a shark attack mm. and they're like, oh, it was a great white in this area, we need to, you know, eliminate yeah. that great white. And people will be like, but it's the shark's territory. We were out in the shark's territory. Yeah. Would you think there'd be magpie advocates who were like, well, hang on, he's riding through the magpies. She's just had kids. Yeah. She doesn't know. He's riding through her territory. We shouldn't go out and kill that magpie. Well, I mean, I, d- I don't think that we do think that, do we? <laughs> like, that. that's like a magpie's threatening my life. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> also as a, my helmet. As a, a society, like, you know, I think it would be a step too far if, like, uh, every time there was a magpie attack, there were calls to <laughs> hunt down that specific magpie and kill it. Like, I think that is a step too what far. Le- what level of damage would it have yeah. to do to me before you think we could put a call out we've to, got a, to take me? We've got to kill, to kill that me? specific Like, magpie. if someone gets their leg bitten off by uh-huh. a shark, they'll go get that shark. Yeah. So does it have to be that severe? I have to lose a limb or like permanent brain damage or something that uh, something that affects my livelihood. No, but you'd have to think that the there was a danger of it happening again, right? So did this magpie do something that it is like or was this just a chance accident? It's accidentally got your eye, you've overbalanced because like your golf club that you had as a jousting stick has gone into the spokes (laughs) of your bike. And you've like flipped off the front of your bike and there's a golf club in the back and like you've come down like on your head and like, yeah, basically like permanently just, and also ended up absolutely on brown cardigan. Absolutely. In that scenario. (laughs) The real danger would be that, I get pushed into traffic, like because that can happen. Like yeah. there's 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 a narrow okay. side of the road that I am trying mm-hmm. to navigate, and just say this magpie is relentless. Mm-hmm. It gets it, it. Well, it did this did happen one day actually, where so I was approaching the area where the magpie attacks normally happen, and 
like some days I'll get through scot-free. There's there's no attack. And I'm like, okay, right, awesome. And so I was halfway through the danger zone. Um, Kenny Loggins ringing into my ears. <laughs> I was like, that's his lesser-known sequence single. That was the actual halfway the, through the danger. It was halfway <laughs> through the danger zone. <laughs> looking for a magpie in the danger zone. Um, so I was halfway through the danger zone, <laughs> and I hadn't heard because normally it's like a horror movie. I mean, that is hear- actually more impressive, isn't it? Because like the highway to the danger zone. It's fine. Everyone can drive the yeah, highway to the danger, the danger zone. <laughs> I'm happy to drive you right up to the danger zone, mate. I'll drop you off at the edge of the danger zone. But halfway through the danger zone, no, just, thank you. Just text me when you're done. I'll come yeah. pick you outside the danger yeah. zone. I'll meet you at the danger zone again. I'm here. <laughs> you can go into the danger zone. I'll be right here. Hey, uh, Will, you here? I'm outside the danger yeah. zone. Where are you? Yeah. Yeah, I'll come pick you up from the side yeah. entrance to the yeah. danger zone. I'm right on the edge of the danger zone. You can't miss me. Just get, Just get out of the danger zone. I'll be right there. So I was halfway through the danger zone and yeah. normally like it, it's kind of like it's a creepy um, precursor to an attack. Like mm. you'll be riding and you'll just hear this, ah, and then there's normally a, yeah. and then the snapping of beaks or the, mm. the claws or whatever like that. So you always get like a split second mm. of notice. But I'd been riding and I hadn't heard anything. I was yeah. like, oh, maybe they've taken the day off. Maybe mm. she's feeding her kids or whatever. Mm. And then I look ahead <laughs> and I just see – coming flying directly towards me like it's playing chicken, this magpie, like mm. wings fully extended, just head down, yeah. beak pointed square at my yeah. face, and she's coming for me. Yeah. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like, how am I going to take evasive action here? So I think what I did in that instance was I actually just like covered my eyes like yeah. this, hoping Good. that, you know, and she yeah. and she sort of like veered over the top. But in that instance, if a truck mm. had been coming on that side, if I'd like lost my yeah. balance or like wobbled on the handlebars, I could have gone out to traffic. So yeah. let's say that happens. I get hit by a car, mm. don't die, but I'm in traction for six months. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I call you up and say, Will, mm. you know, I've had a lot of time in this, yeah. in this hospital bed and my thoughts have been consumed with nothing but revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take this magpie down like it look what it took from me i'm a monster has it since then done anything like that to anybody else or is it just this one isolated incident that has happened to you i understand so you're saying like it has to be a a more more sympathetic (laughs) no i just want to know if there's a pattern like you know Um, everybody can make a mistake and i think one of the tenets of our society is forgiving people like a one-off mistake or an accident and all those sort of things. Like the okay. magpie might not know what it does, right? But if there's a pattern, if this is like behavior that this magpie is engaging in re- regularly, it's a different scenario, right? Well, what if we find out that every 27 years this mm. magpie feeds for oh, 27 yeah, okay. days? All right, okay, great. I'm in. Um, <laughs> and it pecks the eyes out of 27 people or whatever uh, that Jeepers Creepers Yeah, is. okay. All right. So there's like a – Ancient magpie, a magpie that has lived (laughs) for centuries and only attacks for, yeah, if, oh, okay. Yeah, and then in that case, we've got to kill this fucking magpie, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm on now, now. Now. Jeepers Creepers mythology, let's. Okay, yeah. Okay. So it's an ancient, mysterious, it says demon, but we replace the word magpie. An ancient, mysterious magpie who seeks organs from humans. Uh to replace its own old damaged ones. It hunts for 23 days every yep. twenty th- every twenty third spring, scaring its victims and using the scent of fear to determine what it needs to feed on. Okay, so that's that's the magpie we're dealing with. Okay. Um, We've we- only got 22 days for yeah. my attack. I get attacked day one. <sighs> yeah. All right. Um, you get attacked day one. Um, let's just say you're in hospital for two weeks, right? Yeah. G- gives us like you know basically a week and change to get this job done. Like you, you've had two weeks in hospital. You've like been stewing on it. You get out of hospital. You're like, I've been doing a lot of reading, and it turns out this magpie, I believe, is not just a regular magpie. Will I believe it's an ancient <laughs> magpie that feeds every twenty three years for twenty three days, and we need to destroy it. And I'd be like, well, that does. Seem to make a lot of sense, Charlie. So let's get to it. Uh, 
<laughs> worst comes to worst, we get a good good content for Brown Cardigan. <laughs> uh, firstly, first call Brown Cardigan. Uh, the yeah. guys at Brown Cardigan headquarters, I'd be like, just send out every tradie. Honestly, guys, yeah. like anything else that's going on today, whether it be like- I know you're it, filming some guy high on coke, some <sighs> dude doing lines in his car, thinks he can't be seen, but right. we've got a we've got this, for you. We've got to get all your best content creators and capturers on the scene today because <laughs> we are taking down an ancient deadly magpie. Um, I got to be honest with you. If you are capable at this point of getting back on the bike, then we've got to use you as bait. The best plan yeah. is is you are. This is this is bait bike. This is what we've got here, <laughs> right? <laughs> so we've got to lure this magpie back down again. Now I don't think that you should then be the person who. I mean, I know, but you want to have revenge on this, don't you? You want to be the person yeah, who kills man. the magpie, right? Yeah, I want to deal the killing blow. Now, well, how would you feel about us capturing the magpie and then you killing it? Like, or do you need to kill it in action, in the action of its? <sighs> or in a in a kind of, mm. or do we just like spin the whole thing mm. where we create a scenario like that? We capture and knock the magpie out, yeah. and it wakes up. Mm-hmm. And Does, doesn't like know where it this, is. Yeah, doesn't know where it is. We've mm. hired this warehouse, and yeah. the magpie looks down, yeah. and it's strapped to a tiny bike, and we've hooked this bike up to a track. Right. Love it. And the bike starts moving. And the uh. magpie, says, what's going on? And as it's on the bike, it hears me go, ah, ah, and I just run out and I start like <laughs> swiping at the magpie's head, and we repeat this torture for twenty three days. So the magpie uh-huh. learns a lesson. This is yeah. what you've been putting me. This is what you've yeah. been putting us through. Reprogramming, for, like yeah, we, we reprogram yeah. it by giving it a dose of its own medicine. This is you think you're just like mm-hmm. replenishing your organs every twenty three years for twenty three days, or what you're doing is traumatizing a whole township. Yeah. Hey, Jim, um, we need to take some money out of the account because we just need to hire a warehouse in the industrial <laughs> estate for a month. <laughs> With a tiny little bike. We're going to need someone to make a tiny we're, little We're going to have to rebuild a forest. <laughs> so here's what I would suggest in that situation, though. For the full effect, you've got to be on trapeze. So we've got to go – Like, so here was the plan. It's near the, it's near the industrial estate, right? So we go yeah. down to the industrial estate. We find one of the empty – like we get a, like an empty – because they've got – you know, obviously it's an industrial estate. There's some like big warehouse spaces in there. So yeah. yes, the magpie's little and we need the tiny little bike. But what we need is room for you to swoop because we yeah. need to get – On cables. And this is capable because <laughs> we are in an area where there's like circus schools all over the place, yeah, experts man. in this area. Trapeze. Oh, so easy, right? So trapezi, yeah. I would say. Yeah. So like we go down, like we ring up trapezi, like, you know, um, and say, hey, we need to get some trapeze people down. Maybe we even hire some yeah. young people, right? Okay, this is good. Yeah. You can make circus it. Circus school kids. Yeah, you make it a family activity. You get the local circus school down and you get like, we've got this tiny little magpie on a bike. All we need you to do is just swoop it. Like people would be. Into that, I think. I, I, uh, I found a way 100%. for us to monetize our revenge. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally, this podcast makes some money. Yeah. Um, now, well, we're going to do a little short episode. In fact, uh, yes. for the next few weeks, we're actually doing slightly short episodes, only, only like 10% shorter just because we're trying to maximize our time together and give you guys episodes yep. to go into the feed each week. So we're going to get to the mailbag. But before we do, a little plug for our website, tofop.com, where you can find all our podcasts. Uh, this week, I'm chatting to Cam Knight, on Fofop. Nice. Um, he was good enough to join me. Very similar uh, discussion topics. We talked about doing home maintenance ourselves and I've got a guy coming around to help me um, uh, seal uh, my downstairs room tomorrow and I was saying to Cam, I'm a little nervous because the the guy, I, I'm, I mean, the guy has asked if I could give him a hand and I, and I said, I, I think I can. I think I can give you a hand, but I'm not sure what that means. Uh, so that's at tofop.com. You can also listen to our footy podcast, Two Guys, One Cup, which is available on the listener app, or you can listen to it through our website. Things are really hotting up. Uh, semifinals are over. Two more weeks to go. Uh, that, again, is at tofop.com. And you can go to patreon.com to hear all our bonus episodes and uh, some exciting news. <laughs> I feel like I've made this announcement like six times. <laughs> it's like the Chinese democracy of uh, our Patreon. But uh, James Fosdyke and I have finalized the script for Quantum <laughs> oh, yeah, You have said that before. You've said that several times. And I refuse, I refuse to believe it this time because I, like, I've, been, I've heard this before. 
Well, this is look. I mean, I I can't draw it. I can only write it. And and so um, James rejected one of my scripts completely. Well, not completely. It was seventy five percent rewrote it, and then sent it to me about three months ago. But I completely missed the email because he called me last week to say, "Hey, what do you what do you think of the script now?" So um, it's back with him. He's excited. He's ready to draw it. So that will be coming soon. So it's going to be a, a couple of months before that comes out. So why not sign up to our Patreon and make yourself familiar with the first four issues of Quantum Cop. But, Will, uh, this is from Paul who says, uh, Hey, Charlie, I was listening to TOEFOP 387 while walking to my hotel, wondering which movie to watch that night. While you two were banging on with your usual hilarious dribble, you recommended the movie Prey. Well, guess what? I watched it and I loved it. Perhaps Charlie could have a side hustle podcast recommending movies. Well, funny you should mention that because um, we do FOFOP and every few weeks I have Guy Davis on, film yes. reviewer Guy Davis on, and that's what we do. We talk about new films and we talk about old films. Uh, Guy will be back on in a couple of weeks' time, um, but if you want to go back and listen to some of those older They're episodes. They're good. He's uh, a great yeah, guest. We t- He's a good guest. Um, have you seen Prey yet? Uh, no, I haven't. But uh, you know what I did do is I actually what? worked out how to use my – Disney Plus, um, mm. because I've been threatening to, like, I I think I even signed up to it ages ago, but then I just didn't log in or whatever the fuck it was because I kept going, oh, is there anything there that I really want to watch? And then I did because I wanted to watch Prey, and then I got distracted and watched She-Hulk, which I quite enjoy, quite enjoyed. Oh, I, I quite it's, enjoyed I, She-Hulk yeah, too. It's yeah. funny. Yeah, I think it is funny. It's, and I enjoy, I like, and I enjoy that they're actually doing something a little bit like properly different and comic booky and like fun. Yeah. Like it's just fun and funny. It's funny. I listened to the the Weekly Planet Boys back uh, this week. They had a, um, a month off and they sort of briefly touched on it. And Meso made a good point, which is like, because apparently, and uh, I, I'm not following this, but, you know, Twitter and online is blowing up. They're angry about uh, She-Hulk for whatever reason. The nerds are angry, you know, that it's dumb and blah, 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 and women can't be Hulks or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's the kind of complaint. <laughs> Um, and he was saying that he thinks that the producers of She-Hulk are embracing that yeah. and deliberately putting shit in that they know will aggravate mm. the audience because it's like, well, we're not going to give you what you want to see. We're going to give stuff that you claim that you don't want to see because there's an audience out there for it. And I, for one, am in favor of that. More of the stuff that other people don't want to see, that's the stuff I want to see. Yeah, and they keep saying it out loud, like on the show. That's like, I mean, yeah. it, it is – I don't necessarily love shows where people talk to the camera, but I think this is a really good example of it. They're using it in the right way. And I agree. It's really proudly, provocatively feminist, but not in the way you would think when you hear that. Like, you know, I feel like they're having real fun with it. Like they're very comfortable yeah. in their feminism in that they're just like, yeah, I know that some of this is going to yeah, make people mad and it, we it, don't care. It, self-aware in the right self-aware way. Self-aware girl, girl bossing. Yeah, That's totally. What it feels like. It's fun. Yeah, it's a good fun show. Uh, this is from Ashley. Uh, the subject is Shaving for Manly Men, Norwegian edition. Uh, regards from sunny Tonsberg, Norway. So mm. now you ha- know you have at least two listeners from over here. Well, that's, that's, mm. that's good to know. We're big in Scandinavia. Would you ever thought – I guess a show with one person with a surname Clausen and makes sense that you know there'd be some kind of like. A, do you think that's how they got in? Do you, th- <laughs> yeah. do you think that's Clausen, son of Klaus? He must be one of us. Uh, I don't know. Well, after that <laughs> very insulting generic accent, maybe not. Tell me, uh, here's what I would like to. Uh, there would be. I have never been to any of the Scandinavian countries. Like I've never been to that part of the world. But I think mm. that. Next time I travel, I think that's actually where I would like to go. I, I, What's where people are happiest, man? Well, <laughs> like I want. The, where should I go? If anyone's been or you're from those places, tell me where I should go. Like, what the best things to do? Like, hit me up and, and let me know. Like, you know, what's the yeah. what's the best thing how to do? do? I, how do I meet the Prime Minister of Finland? How oh, do I hang man. out with her? She looks. I like would she absolutely like to hang out with her. That would be fun. Yeah. Okay. Fun. <laughs> I mean, land. Wasn't that so great? Like, just the way like traditional media tried to frame this as being mm. something like embarrassing or, or mm. horrible, but it's just like, no. Look at this Look at this human having a good cool. time. <laughs> and look at all the cool <laughs> friends. Your prime minister is the best. <laughs> uh, okay. Ashley says, hearing Charlie's shaving problems prompted me to write to you, I'm an old git, as I remember when Kennedy was shot, both of them. Wow, man, that is a mm. – what are you doing listening to this Australian podcast, Ashley? Wow. Uh, I didn't I know that. I didn't know that they actually shot Graham Kennedy. 
Is that how he died? <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's why he's, that's why Josh retired. Right. <laughs> he just found out that his uncle Graham got shot. I never liked shaving with the cartridge multi blades for oh. much of the same reasons as Charlie, but getting a barbershop shave was always a treat. During the pandemic, I discovered there is a very active wet shaving scene that uses old-fashioned safety razors yeah. with the oldie double-edged blades, shaving brushes, quality lathers, and creams. It turns out there are plenty of companies around the world uh-huh. making these old-style razors, use these old-style razors using the latest technology. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me. No. Like in uh, in the era of, you know, hipsters and, you know, people using record players. Yeah, absolutely. Beards and facial hair is like such a – like there's probably as many beard and, and facial hair yeah. like care products in the and like information in the male world as there would be like – haircuts on top of you. As I am old, I remember my dad using this sort of kit for his daily shave and decided to Mm. take the plunge and order a basic set. In short, it's changed my life. Shaving every couple of days is almost as good as heading off to the barber for a full cutthroat shave, mixing your own leather. I mean, now this feels less like a letter to us and more yeah. like an ad for whatever fucking product he's about to tell us <laughs> mixing about. Mixing your own leather, using a brush, slowly shaving away mm. uh, in a couple of passes is a luxurious and calming treat that I look forward to. Mm. And the bonus is no ingrown hairs or spots ever again. Plus, the company I bought it from was just two uni friends who decided to start a company together. So they bought a warehouse. And- <laughs> there is a learning curve getting good at it, but YouTube's your friend. It's absolutely worth your time. And the three weeks that it'll take you to master, give it a go, Charlie. Even her right. astute men deserve treats. I could imagine that's something I would get into at some point. I did actually, funnily enough, I was at the flea market yesterday and there was a brand new old school shaving kit on sale there. It was like the brush with the blade and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But I just, I don't like shaving. I mean, that's why it is a treat when I go to the barbershop because it's a once every like six months I'll get a cutthroat. But generally just clippers, but it's just a a pain in the ass, I reckon. All right, last bit of mail before we go. This is from David. Great great balls of fire origin. This is hopefully will be the final word on Top Gun. I think people are sick (laughs) Hearing us talk about it. Uh, Hey, guys. My local cinema played both the Top Gun movies as a double feature on Father's Day. Yeah, well, uh, they would have made a – that is your perfect – Yes. If if Ford versus Ferrari had played as the curtain raiser and Mm -hmm. then the Top Gun Mm -hmm. back-to-back. Yeah, a lot of fathers just sitting like in the audience going, yeah, why doesn't my son dress like me? He should respect me more. Why doesn't he want to wear my mustache? As I watched the original, I noticed in the piano scene, young Rooster is clearly – singing along to Great Balls of Fire. At a young age, before his father dies, he clearly knows the lyrics. Does this change any of your thinking around the childhood of Rooster? Uh, Look, I'm not saying that the way his father dressed in that moment didn't have a big impression. It's just odd that 35 or however many years later it is, 30 years later, he would reenact in the, is it in the same bar as well? No, or you know, it's a similar setting that he'd reenact the same thing. Mm. The, I just find that odd. I just find that odd. Like, there must be, like, who's an entertainer with a famous like parent, like a you know, um, like a singer or something? Is there like a? There must be. Um, yeah, there's like lots of them. None of yeah, which I can. The, what about? Um, like, I can't believe we can't think of. Are we, uh, well, Wolfgang Van Halen and Eddie Van Halen. Now, there's got to be a more John Lennon and Julian Lennon. Uh, yeah, okay, that's a good example. That's a great example because okay. all Julian wanted to do. Wolfgang Van Halen wasn't a good example. <laughs> <laughs> David David Bowie and uh, uh, Duncan Jones. Yeah, um, no, let, let's I, Duncan I, I Jones. Think, um, the first one you said is a better example because, mm. like Goose and okay. Rooster, they are similar looking. Yes, and. As okay, the yeah. as the eldest child of a beetle, all the mm-hmm. public wanted was, oh my, and especially after John yeah. died, like, yeah. oh, my God, like, you're John. And what did he do? Mm-hmm. He went the complete opposite direction. He didn't dress like his father. He didn't look like his father. The music he's released didn't sound like his father. Then he got to his 30s, and I think he's like, fuck, I need mm-hmm. to make some money. So he released Saltwater, mm-hmm. which sounded exactly like his dad. So I don't know. Yeah, Maybe, you know what? You're making me rethink it. The Jul- Julian Lennon. Clause. He got to a point where he's like, I need to mm. cash in. So this is the point at which I will sound exactly like my father. But even then, it would have been weird if Julian Lennon came out with those little round mm. 
with glasses the glasses. Like, if you put on the glasses, like, everyone would be like, yeah, the right uh, if you did yeah. the voice. Uh, You're I'm, like, no, nah, you can't. It, no. <laughs> <Something like> that. <laughs> it would be weird and strange. And I think no, not if he started dating like a Japanese like artist, yeah. avant garde artist, like right. And if he re- if he really hated Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like you know, he was like really, really, really angry. It at just Paul. would be strange. It would be strange. So no, no. In other words, it doesn't change my thinking. Because because he'd applied to music school and <laughs> Paul had pulled his papers. You wanted to save him. Now, okay. <laughs> but, oh. So do you want to be assassinated like your father? That's what we should write. We should write a spec script, right. which is essentially the plot uh-huh. of Top Gun Maverick, but it's about Julian Lennon. Yeah. Entering the music industry and having his right. career stifled by Paul McCartney, he didn't want to end up him to end up like his father. That would be amazing. Yeah. That's a that's a great uh-huh. idea. All right, copyright tofop. <laughs> uh, that's it for this week. Um, thanks again for listening. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Melanison. This podcast is a TOEFOP production. Head to TOEFOP.com for more. Cool things for cool people.